Good morning, everybody. This is Judith A. Gulp. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So, yeah, yesterday was a tough day. You know, actually, Sunday, she, my mom tried to, I don't know what she was doing, fighting with me, you know, swinging on me. And then um, yesterday, she was, she was sweet until bedtime. Like, she, I don't think uh, she's doing much sleeping these days. And uh, even the CBD keeps her calmer. Uh, this little stretch here, though, it's not keeping her asleep. Because she'd be up in the middle of the night doing ridiculous things in the bathroom. It's like, what are you doing? So strange. It's a horrible disease. I do not want it. And uh, anyway, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, uh, yesterday goes into detail as to what happened. So anyway, I... uh, I can't believe it. I mean, we're into November already. Uh, oh, man, sorry. I have a yard dog border, y'all. I am so sorry. I'm not cutting it out, but I am sorry. Uh, <laughs> my cousin Teddy, he's like, what's with the yawning yawning and coughing and clearing your throat? Hey, uh, it's a stream of consciousness. I don't have time to edit this thing and make it a lush production. So anyway, I, I'm still shocked. We're in, into November. So like this is the last month to really, really uh, put the pedal to the metal and get to those goals. And I'm giving myself that speech because I'm in the middle of uh, writing a book. And it's hard because, uh, you know, I have to babysit my mom now. Like there, it used to just be you could be there and not necessarily be in her face and it'd be fine. But we moved past that. Like, she needs, if she's awake, she needs somebody to be watching her. So, no excuses, though. I got to get it done. I'm excited about the project. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to help a lot of people. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm about. If you're a caregiver and you're wondering about CBD, I have a book out now. Uh, The Caregiver's Guide to CBD. You should check it out. Um, And let's see what else. Uh, like I said yesterday, football was terrible. Now, the Detroit game was starting to look fascinating last night, but I had to fall asleep on the half, by the half. Uh, but I'm going to guess that they won. And uh, a dream trade for me. I was thinking about it at 2 o'clock this morning. I was up briefly, and I was like, Devontae Adams should go to Kansas City. Kansas City is in dire need of a real receiver. No disrespect, the one guy they were really counting on, he just got arrested, some young guy. And then, you know, Sky Moore, he did okay last year as a rookie. He kind of came on at the end of the year, but dropping that pass, he dropped a touchdown pass pretty much. Um, Those opportunities aren't going to show up every week. And when you play a tough defense like Denver, Denver, that was their Super Bowl. They were playing the Chiefs like they had – the best record in the in the league, you know, and that's what you can expect from a, a division rival and a, a story franchise like the Broncos. I mean, they're not a bad team. They have a coach and a vision now, and it shows. And they whooped Kansas City, and I know Patrick Mahomes was sick, but I don't think he would have had a much better game uh, even if he was 100% because that defense was all over him. And so he he did the best he could and got the ball to people and they couldn't catch it. Which is bad when your job is professionally to catch the football. When you're a professional football catcher, 
you should be able to catch it. So I would love Devontae Adams to uh, Kansas City. I know it won't happen, but that would be awesome. So he needs a premier wide receiver. I mean, I, I get that they replaced Tyreek, but who would who would imagine that you'd miss Juju Smith-Schuster? And then Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he dropped some big passes. I, I don't know. They need help on the receiver core, and then they'll be fine because Isaiah Pacheco's good. Mahomes is great. Kelsey's good, but he can't catch everything. He's a tight end, you know. So, anyway, that's my two cents on that. I do believe Detroit probably won because uh, at 2 a.m., uh, as I was going to get my meditation music, I, I saw that uh, Devontae was very upset with the outcome of the game. So I was like, oh, they must have lost. So Las Vegas looks like a mess anyway. It's really a poorly run franchise. And it's it's a shame because so many people love the Raiders. I wish they were still in Oakland. Uh, and, you know, to snatch them from that fan base is cruel. And then uh, to manage the team so poorly. I mean, apparently Al Davis and Mark Davis are very different. And it was chaotic under Al, really. But they managed to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. This this version is a mess, you know. And then that whole firing of Gruden and all everything was just so bizarre. And then they had an interim coach who was doing a good job. And Derek Carr held that team together. And then it was sort of like, no, thanks. We're going a completely direction, different direction than either of you. Good luck. And it was like, what? No good deed goes unpunished. Very strange. Um, I don't know. I didn't plan on talking about football. What was I going to talk about? Matthew Perry died from Friends. He's 54. I didn't realize we were the same age. Here's the thing, though. People are trying to find some sort of weird conspiracy. This man did a ton of drugs. They. It is a very common phrase. If you do a lot of drugs in your 20s, you're going to die in your 50s. If you do a lot of cocaine specifically. Um, your body can't sustain that. He had COPD. He smoked. I mean, I'm not understanding what people find so mysterious about this particular death. You know, people who do a lot of drugs tend to die young. That's the way it is. And I'm, I'm always down for a juicy conspiracy, but I don't see one here. Yes, his posts were cryptic, but all his posts were cryptic, you know? And I'll be honest with you, if you have COPD, it means you have probably have heart problems. You probably shouldn't ever be in a hot tub. I, it, it doesn't make sense. You would slow your heart rate down too much. You know? Uh, and I know this because I had uh, heart issues. You know? <laughs> there are very specific things you're not supposed to do. So I'm going to guess he probably had some congestive heart failure. There's probably all kinds of things. You know, anyway, I like I said, there are people going crazy like, what did he mean? What, uh, I think he his last Instagram post, he was having some fun. He obviously seemed to like the hot tub. His last post is him in the hot tub. And when you've had a history with drugs and alcohol and smoking that he's had, and, you know, I remember that season on Friends where he just lost about, I don't know, he looked like he lost about 40 pounds. 
on a tall, skinny dude, 40 pounds is noticeable. And I remember he, he would vacillate from being a little chunky to very thin. He clearly had drug problems. So this one's not a shocker, guys. I'm not sure why people are making more out of it than it is. I wish, blah, I wish him a fine rest. Uh, and he entertained a lot of people for a long time. A lot of people only remember Chandler. And, um, you know, rest in peace. But that, that man had a good life. He indulged. He made a lot of money, too. And that's a terrible thing when you're an addict and you get rich. That is rough. He didn't look good on his book tour last year. I don't know what people expect. I don't know. That's weird. Um, What else was I thinking about? Let me see. Oh, there's some interesting stuff going on locally, politically that I can't really talk about, but it should be fascinating. It should be fascinating. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Everything is just, it's kind of moving. I I don't know what to expect uh, going forward. I, I will say that uh, I do think it's fascinating that one of our local politicians refuses to condemn Hamas. I mean, I get that you may not enjoy Israel's response. I don't think that makes anybody an anti-Semite, but you have to condemn the terrorist act first. They started it, and it was it was cowardice and lethal and deadly, and I. The inability to condemn that is very strange to me. We are in a very odd time where if you, uh, I mean, two things can be true. You can condemn that act, but also you cannot be happy that Israel has responded the way they've responded with a lot of innocent citizens involved, people who aren't in Hamas, uh, people who just happen to live in that area. Um like I said, I don't completely understand it. I know this this conflict goes back thousands and thousands of years. It precedes us by many, many decades. Um, but I do think that it's it's just you. I, I think it's interesting that you feel like if you say one thing, then you're saying something else also. So you won't say anything like that's weird to me, like. I feel like everybody's just so extreme now. I can be pro something without being anti something else. I remember when I was visiting my high school uh, when I was at Howard and I, I came to St. Louis and I went to my high school and, you know, people were asking me how I liked it. And I was like, oh, man, I love it. It's great. And they were like, you know, I just don't hate white people. I don't see, you know... I just don't see why. And and they had seen, that's what it was. They had seen uh, Spike Lee's school days. And they were like, I don't really want to get into a situation where I have to, like, you know, get rid of my white friends or, or I just don't want it to be extreme like that. And I was like, that's a movie. And that was maybe his experience and how he experienced Morehouse. But... I'm I can I said it's a, you can be pro black without being anti white. And I remember saying that and I remember being like that's deep, dude, cuz I was only like <laughs> 19. But it's true. You can be pro something without being anti anything. 
You know, I just don't understand the extremism. So I I do condemn any terrorist act. That's horrible. I don't understand how you cannot. And then where you go from there is another thing. But we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out. Anyway, um, got to get to work, but I appreciate everybody's support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following us on Spotify. Our Spotify followers are growing. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and smash those five stars. Give us some likes, share it, uh, help the podcast grow because one day if we do this right i'll be able to sit in a studio and have a team that will produce a lovely um uh lush production for you until then you will get my yawns and my sneezes (laughs) that one morning i had allergy problems yeah this is this is how we get close we're family this is this is what it looks like. Oh, that's what I was thinking about in the car. People don't like to know how the sausage is made. I was thinking about my neighbor because that that just cracked me up. I was sorry he fell for this guy, which I gotta look that case up. Um, I have a feeling we won't see him again because my building messing with me landed him thirty days in jail, and that is not what he wanted. Um. But it was like people, so I remember I had an exchange with my neighbor and I was trying to manage their expectations. I was doing everything I could to make sure this guy got arrested and, um, you know, we needed him out of our building. And so I remember he was like, uh, like I said, at first he felt really sorry for him. Then the tone got really aggressive, like, I'm really angry. Why didn't the police tell me this guy was a sex predator? Why didn't the police do this? And they they, they told me there is a place for him to go. Because I, I said, listen, you know, he has nowhere to go. That's why he's homeless and wandering around, which I think he probably has a home that he's just not interested in, you know? And he's like, that's not true. He has some place to go. And I was like, yeah. He said, he said the police offered him a bed in a facility. I said, yeah, but he's over 21 and you can't force somebody to go. And he said, no. And it's like, you all don't understand how the sausage is made. No one cares about crime for real until they're the victim. And that's the truth. Like a lot of people are just sort of in this haze of an existence and they just don't understand anything until, you know, their loved one gets locked up. Now they have to move heaven and earth to get that person out of jail because they've been wronged. And some people have been wronged. Some people are wrongly jailed, but it's not most people. It's not all people. There are a lot of people who belong in jail. I heard Suge Knight even say that. There are people in jail who belong in jail. And it's true. They've done the crime. They're not safe for communities. And it's like, but this is what it looks like. When you're doing all this voting and you're doing all this stuff where you think you're uh, helping people and giving them more freedom, this is what happens. Because you're letting people who don't deserve the freedom out too. And it's like, this guy is a mentally ill person. He needs to be in a facility. But there are no public health facilities to put somebody like him into unless it's a jail hospital 
and he didn't do anything. I mean, you have to murder somebody to get in a jail hospital. So until then, you've got these people wandering around who can say no to services because there's no place to put them and there's no place to force them to go into it. And so that's how the sausage is made. He's going to get out. Yeah, eventually he didn't kill anybody. So it's like, you know, he going to get out. That's, that's what happens. It's, it's so fascinating to me. I also was at uh, Whole Foods and a lady there knew what I did. So she finally one day after many weeks was like, you know, my son got a got a DUI like seven years ago. And he has just been terrified and he just, you know, he missed his court date or skipped his court date. And, and he's just been living like a monk. He like only plays video games and works from home and never drives. And it may sound like he put himself in prison. So she asked me, you know, and I said what to do. And I said, listen, I'm not an attorney, but I can only tell you what I would do, which is I would get my attorney and I'd go turn myself in. Because I'm, and that's just good advice, guys. No police person is going to um, like it when they stop you. you. He could just be out with that one friend who has a tail light out or something, and they ask to see his license, and they run your name, and they find a warrant. They do not like that. You will get arrested on the spot. Um, that's just police officers don't like that. So it worked out. I mean. He went with his attorney. For some reason, this kid took my advice, and uh, he went in with his attorney. He's got another meeting, but, uh, you know, I I thought it would be okay because he didn't reoffend, and he probably has to pay some fines. You know, he probably has to do something at this next court date, but seriously, if you have an outstanding warrant, don't skip court. Don't skip court. When they put those warrants out, they, they mean business, and you're going to jail on site, and they can lose your file. You could just be in jail for, for days because you didn't try to address a situation like a grown-up, so don't do that. All right, now I'm getting off of here. Everybody have an amazing day. Be your best. Thanks for listening. Continue to like, subscribe, share. Uh, I really do appreciate every single person that takes this time and goes on this journey with me. Uh, yeah, I do appreciate you. You could do anything and you're hanging out, listening to me tell stories about my uh, dementia, Alzheimer's patient mother, and my opinion on just about everything. And that's not nothing to me because I got a lot of opinions. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good day. <laughs>